0: Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa.
1: Ladies, you're in for a real treat today. Uh, we have the pleasure of interviewing Melanie McCollin with her husband, Josh. They are um, partners in a winery, resort, and golf location in New Jersey. Uh, we just jump into so many neat topics about her her journey. What I really appreciated most was they uh, syndicated this winery, this very, very large value-add opportunity, and they syndicated it, brought a lot of investors in, and she just shares her her tips and, and ideas on how, how to do that. And uh, what I loved most about it was the idea of Doing educational summits with your investors, and I just love that idea. Obviously, you know, be, being in the business of of doing that, but really, if anyone's looking to raise money for large and small projects, it was a great, great idea and how you can use that to further your business.
2: Yeah, and on top of everything, she has nine kids. Yeah, <laughs> you heard me right, nine. And in talking to her about what she do with the kids and everything, uh, she has so many transferable skills that all of us as moms and people that are in different, you know, have different background can bring to real estate. So that's such a great point that she shares with all of us. How can you bring the transferable skills from your career or personal experience into real estate and thrive? You cannot miss this episode, ladies. Welcome back, hers. This is Liz and this is Andressa. Welcome
1: back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we are on a mission to support women in real estate investing and to you know grow their portfolio, to downsize their portfolio, to really live a financially free life and a balanced life. And as women, we all know that that sometimes can be tricky. It's possible, but it can be tricky. So that's what we're yeah. up to with this podcast and our meetups and our community that we're building. To really go global, where we're really helping create more wealth for women. So, Melanie, yes. thank you for being on our show.
0: We, are, I am so excited to spend this time with you. Girls are just the best. I just love listening to you, and you're just wonderful. Thank you.
1: Oh well, we're excited to get into your story. And, um, Andressa, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And yourself? What's I'm- What's popping? Yeah, what's popping? Well, there's always things popping. <laughs> well, you know, what I'm finding, it's funny, when you start to grow in an area, and I'll be specific, right, because okay. you know, we can be vague, but I'll just be specific. <laughs> We're really trying to improve our certain um, processes in our business. So, uh-huh. you know, and that could come from where you're trying to improve your, improve your contact management system. You know, we work with a lot of investors. Melanie, you know this, Andressa. And we're really trying to step up our, you know, whether it's our communication with them and just streamline everything. So it makes it a little easier. And I had a call with someone yesterday talking about Podio. We use Podio, but it is like really amazing when you really get into it. The more people talk though about things that I don't know about, it's more overwhelming though, you know? And so what I have to keep in check or just a growth for me or a learning is just to kind of like appreciate experts. And not to allow them to overwhelm me, but also just kind of like, you know, take a step back and take a deep breath. Because lately, like the Podio, and I had like four conversations with people in the last two days, and, it, and it's just like, they're just spouting out things. Not about real estate investing, but spouting out things about other things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I'd I never heard of that. Can you spell that for me? Like a moron, you know? <laughs> but, um, but it just, it, it really, this morning, I was feeling very like, oh, wow, I, I'm feeling heavy. Mm. It's just really important to take a deep breath when you have those moments of heaviness and like, okay, I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. Mm. But I'm starting to surround myself with people who do. That's a good thing. Celebrate yeah. that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just had that little bit of a realization. And I think, you know, the ladies listening, we, we all have those areas of our lives that, you know, comes up for us where we
2: feel heavy. Yeah, um, absolutely. So during our um, latest mastermind call that we have every month with, with the ladies, we finish up the book, the atomic habit. And one of the things that we took out of the book, it was so good, is that you make your next step so, so easy, so quick that it is impossible that you're not going to accomplish it. So mm. this, this scenario that Liz is explaining is very doable in terms of, okay, I see a lot of things. I'm getting overwhelmed. I don't see the, the A to Z. I can't see. It's too foggy. I can't, I can't see it. So what he, the guy recommends, it is just like, what can I do? What is my next brick if it is a five-minute conversation, if it is, um, you know, one small action like research about podio, watch a video on YouTube about podio that is so, so little, but it will take you towards your goal. That will reduce the anxiety and the feeling of overwhelmed. But Liz, you're telling, you like, you're kneeling on the head. Mm -hmm. Don't need to know everything deeply, but we need to surround ourselves with people that can accomplish that right. and really take over. Otherwise, we'll, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't. Yeah. Can. Just it's impossible for us to really be at a hundred percent at all areas of our business. Is yeah, just that's the big growth.
1: Yeah, and it's like I don't, I don't want to know. Like yeah. People are talking about Podio, and I'm like, oh my, I'm just starting to fade <laughs> out. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking out the window. And I'm like, but I know it's important, right? So I yeah, know that sure, much. Sure. But to know yeah. all the specifics is like, woo, woo you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I appreciate that. And that's a great, I'll put that in the show notes. The um yes. women listening, great, great book, Atomic Habits. And we'll we'll put that link in there so you can pick that book up. Really takes whatever you know about habits to a whole different New level. level yes. yes. So good stuff. Well. Melanie, thanks again for being on our show. You have such a wonderful story. Uh, you know, there's so many questions we want to jump into, but we're going we're gonna to start small here. Start, yeah. start simple, I should say, yeah. and, and talk a little bit about your background and just how you came to get involved in real estate investing. And I know we, we have a unique story and you have a unique investment that you, you and your husband own, but mm-hmm. you can kind of share that a little better than I can. And please you know, share with the ladies kind of your, your path and what you guys are up to today
0: absolutely um i just loved your opening about being overwhelmed it's like so part in such a major theme of this whole process of how, where we're at right now just in terms of um me me learning this and and learning what we've done um you know so so the bottom line is um we love to invest in uh resort real estate and um so that already probably sounds pretty big and daunting and for my husband it wasn't, he's actually been doing this for a, for a while with another partner, just him and another guy. And, um, and so that's where the money came from. You know, He was a minority partner, the other guy had the capital. And so um, they got into this and I was always the biggest cheerleader and watched that how, he, how they grew it and, and really what the biggest takeaway was, and we'll get hopefully into this even more, but um, just about what is hospitality. They really dug deep into what is beautiful about hospitality and, the, and it kind of just between them and then myself and even my family, like we all just really analyze what a gift it is to be in that industry because it's so much more than just um, serving the right food to the right people. And, you know, there's there's actually like a ministry involved in it. It's like, you know, with that smiling face and giving everybody just an incredible warm welcome and what that does. And so for them, and I'll just, I'm sorry, I'm going backwards a little bit, but just as to kind of lead to where we're at. For them, um, they kind of fell into it. You know, they, they had owned this, uh, the, the, this hotel and they renovated it. They were turning it over to a management company. That management company um, just kind of, it crumbled. It fell apart, they weren't doing a great job. So they actually got in with their own two feet and started running this, this whole hotel, which wasn't initially the, in the scope of what they were thinking so it was great because i would just laugh and like how how life works because my husband like his entire career he he didn't he didn't really have um he had he had a fun for himself basically because his mom had had a stroke when he was younger and his dad was kind of out of the picture so at a young age he was you know 14 working in pizza kitchens worked all the way through so i was like look at this you were you've been in hospitality and now you would had to draw on that to like you know basically start running this hotel but one thing they implemented was uh, culture trainings. And so once a week they would, they had had these culture trainings and they really just dug deep into like the, the, the beauty of hospitality and it really shifted um, everything. And so they went uh, um, on, in three years time of owning that property and here, Josh always says, my husband says uh, in the you know, first few months, he felt like he's getting his teeth kicked in. You know, it was like a, it was hard. It was really hard. And, um, but they said in three years, they became the seventh ranked best hotel on TripAdvisor. Wow. 50,000 hotels. It's pretty huge. And it was huge. And it's not because this hotel, it was beautiful. They did a great job, but it was not, you know, the Ritz, you know, it wasn't, but yet it was because though they got so many five-star reviews on their service and how Mm -hmm. even the cleaning ladies were, would smile and have a conversation and everybody was just, and so it's like, it just, um. It, it really they were already just falling in love with this whole concept and then it that just was kind of the exclamation point like yes this works and this speaks to people and that was really became the why for them and for me I you know standing on the outside i was falling in love with the whole process too so fast forward to today we um he left that partner and then we got into the um the the property that we found is kind of what started this whole thing so that whole thing of feeling overwhelmed you know we we walked through um I should say the, the property we found is a winery and uh, it's the third oldest winery in the country. Um, it's called uh, Renault. Well, we say Renault, which we believe is the French spelling, but everybody locally has called it Renault for years. So I should say, we say we, we agree with both names, <laughs> but, um, Anyhow, so we found this property and I remember walking through with Josh and it's, it's 120,000 square feet of building, you know, the two buildings, technically, um, the hotel and then the winery portion. And it's, it was overwhelming. Talk about overwhelming. I just was, remember walking through it and I said, I said, Josh, if anybody can do it, you can (laughs) Been through so many renos and he could do it. And he looked at me and he says, we're doing this and i was like yeah, yeah like wait you, you're my new partner you know we're doing this together and so i and i felt it in my heart it was definitely the right thing and and it wasn't sort of we didn't plan it it just sort of this all just fell into place at just the right time and um so Talk about learning a lot in a little bit of time. <laughs> and I, I, I said to Liz earlier, like I was telling her, I said it was a whole lot of getting over my fears. You know, there was a, a many steps along the way where I felt kind of like you did, where it's like you're speaking another language. I got learning all about, you know, syndication and pulling investor money, just the whole process and being patient with that. And, um, you know, and Josh is a really gentle excellent teacher. So I just, you know, thank God for a good marriage and a great husband um, to teach me along the way, but just encourage me too. Like sometimes he loosens the rope a little too loose and I'm like, no, 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 keep holding my hand. Keep holding my hand. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and he's like, no, 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 you've got this. You go make those calls. You figure, you know, he's like, you can do it. And it, it gives me more strength every time. I,
1: you know, there's so many things we want to probably jump into. Sorry, that was really that was, long, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was so helpful. So, what it, so what's interesting, though, about this, this property, because I've been there, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're, um, you know, we've been involved with, with Melanie and her husband in this project very, in a very small way, but still, we're very oh, big supporters. And um, anyway, okay. it's a gorgeous site. And what's fascinating in talking with Matt and talking with Josh and yourself is that you bought it as a foreclosure. So again, you know, the women listening, you know, you know, there's foreclosures from literally $30,000 properties, right? That you can Mm buy, you know, from, 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 you know, the banks and what have you all the way up to a resort, you know, 120,000, which, which really was interesting. Expanded by mine, right? Because I always think multifamily and then you go to this complex and it's, you can tell this is a value add. Opportunity, but just Brilliant. on a very large scale. Right. But what you're doing there is really the same thing that every single woman listening to this is doing as a value add on their <laughs> single-family home rehab. Really, I mean, it's different in some ways, but the concept is the same. So more zeros, <laughs> just more zeros. Yeah, a lot and, more
0: zeros. <laughs> you know,
1: and it's, but it's fascinating because you, you know, when I when when we walked through and you, you know, you guys gave us a tour. You know, all you kept saying was, you know, look at look at the, you know, it was had such great bones, but okay, we're going to be able to do this. And it's just like when you walk through a, you know, for anyone listening, whatever your area of expertise is, it's the same thing. It's just different concept. And I just thought that was neat. It was like this huge value add opportunity, if you will. And, um, so I'm curious though, as you jumped into this opportunity, knowing as a value add is a foreclosure, you know, and you had to raise, um, private money, so to speak. This is mm-hmm. your first time, I think, not first time, but you had raised money in the past, but I know this is one of the larger scale, because it was, sure. what, what was the purchase price? in five, five, five million? million? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah, I didn't know if I was right in my thought. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that's what I thought it was, five million. So, what was that process like, you know? And, and cause that's a big raise, you know, it huge is. raise. And, you know, just share with us a little bit, especially the women listening, whether they're starting to raise money, on a small scale, large scale, you know, everyone starts to understand that there's value in bringing other people along with you. Um, I'm curious what your process was internally and and also externally, like thinking it through and working it through.
0: So I'll kind of go back a little bit and in, um, understanding through my eyes, essentially why, why I fell in love sort of with syndication. And then that's, you know, just like you said, pulling, pulling investor money together to buy an asset. And, um, this is our, this is Josh and I, it was our first time doing this together as a couple. And, and, um, I, I just said, is, is this, is it normal for people on their first time to start to raise 5 million? Is that, is that a normal starting point? Like maybe for some, but, um, so it definitely felt, but what happened is, is I, um, so anyhow, Josh really has been for years listening to, uh, real estate guys and you know, the real estate guys radio. He's, you know, so he'd always have it on in the car and everything. And um, so he said, you know, let's go down to, they do these syndication events down in, uh, in Texas. So we went down and I took copious notes for like two and a half days. But I, I have to say, I went down there initially kind of with, um, I, was a, I was a little skeptical in the sense that I kind of just like, is this all, is it all just going to be a, pe- you know, how to make a big, how to make a buck, you know, essentially. I just kind of was like, is this all going to but my mind was completely turned around and i was 100% like this is uh, this is incredible we're doing this you know this is incredible because it was it was flipped on the other side so it wasn't so they were think, speaking in terms of the investor and what gift this is to become um, an educated syndicator and what gift that is to investors Um, And I just said, I I just didn't even think of the other side of the coin. I just didn't see it that way that, um, you know, how, well, first of all, how people are looking for deals, and they don't have the time to go around and shop these and they don't really have the know how and they don't have time to figure it out. So it's all about making these relationships with people, which that was, that was a trigger word for me. I'm like, Oh, this is great. This is, I'm (laughs) all about, let's get personal and let's get to figure, making these relationships with people and then figuring out what their needs are, what they need in an investment and, um, keeping those relationships going and they build over time when you have a success and then, and then there's another, another opportunity and those things keep going and then i was really also loved the the whole idea of the tax depreciation and how um how that helps people too you know they have a tax problem and then when they can invest in sort of these big resorts there we have a enormous amount of depreciation we've got all sorts especially we got the wine equipment and all sorts of things and so um the on those two fronts i was like this is incredible and i said to josh of course you know i have i have nine kids and i was um uh, yeah, that's but, another chapter. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: we're we're gonna yeah. go there next. <laughs> uh,
0: but I was gonna say, I with with all my kids, and then being I was a, I was a, an educator. I taught fifth and sixth grade before before we had kids. I, I kind of I synthesized hard concepts and then I boiled them really down to like easy words, you know. And so I said, you know what this is like. I'm, we're leaving the conference. I said, Josh, do you remember that one wedding we went to? We had those uh, some college friends there from Eastern Europe, and so they wanted to get married in America. And they really just didn't have the money. And so we, they pooled everybody together. We threw them like the most beautiful wedding. Everybody brought a dish and it was better than they could have. It was, we all appreciated it. Cause we all had our hand in it. You know, it was like really, and I was like, yeah. isn't that beautiful about syndication that you, you, it's like, Josh always says main street, helping main street. Like you can drive up and touch and see your money in action, you know, your business, the business growing and and here, if you drive up, you know, and you you're an investor here at Renault, and you come up, you can meet Bobby, you know, our maintenance guy, and and it's just a, it's really um, a beautiful um, interaction that's yeah. immediate, you know, it's an yeah. immediate thing. So, um, so yeah, that's that's how I fell in love with syndication, and um, but it was it was definitely being our first big one. It definitely these things start out slow, and they sort of gain momentum um, with more exposure and just more exposure to groups and doing these um, on property. We did a a whole series. I know this is uh, when Liz and Matt were able to come. We would do these investor summits where we'd have everybody on property. Um, We have a working restaurant here. We would serve dinner. We'd do a whole tour. And then we would just sort of, you know, answer questions. And, And so we got we got the process finally, finally going and we raised enough for the acquisition and um, we're actually do, you know, we still have spots open um, for, for our second phase. So um, we're still going, but definitely it's like, you it, definitely learn that there's a momentum, right? Where it's like, you got to figure out how to get the word out there, how to, you know, that kind of thing. And um, we are able to advertise because we, um, uh, you know, we're taking accredited investors. So we were able to do that sort of thing as well.
2: Absolutely, which is so important nowadays to kind of like just close this up front and make sure SEC, we are following the SEC regulations. Right. So I'm just curious for, for the ladies that are listening to us to really understand the mm-hmm. process. So you mentioned phases. So the phase one, it was acquisition. How many phases did you guys plan so far Is it like two phases or three phases?
0: So for this part, it's two phases. So we, okay. yeah, so it should be two phases. So we you know we acquired the property december twenty seventh and um but we still have we still have spots open now we're under construction. we're you know we're the okay. building. so um you know, I think that we, by the time we close this we will be at our you know and we don't have exact closure date, but I'm just right. saying. As long as time we close we'll probably hit hit our mark yeah.
2: sure and, and walk me through like i know it's a winery and i know there is a space a hundred thousand <coughs> square feet space but tell me about the the future vision and the income that you guys the different types of incomes that you guys are looking to uh to implement
0: this is so. This is this is so exciting to talk about this because the, one of the biggest reasons when we were sort of digesting, um, you know, acquiring the property and we were going through all the numbers and everything, what what really stood out to Josh. Now we we loved the history of it. We saw the beauty, the gem. But of course, sure. investors need to sink their teeth into real numbers. Yes, you know, and they have to get really real about this. So we know that. Well, first of all, just as a little side note, but. Um, this winery is so old. It's the third oldest wine in the country. It, it produced um, a, what's called American champagne that we found out later JFK used at his inaugural ball, this exact champagne from this winery. And they're allowed to still use the word champagne because it was grandfathered in. It was, wow. so it's very rare, right? Cause usually people say sparkling wine. Sure. So, so there's all these little gems where like that, that hasn't even been, you know, there's so much we can do there. That's, that's an incredible, uh, you know, feel that we're going to be able to really go crazy. Mm-hmm. But what really did it was weddings. And this is the number that got Josh so excited and, and said, this is incredible because last year, this property, like as we said, was bank owned, barely limping along. They had 700 inbound wedding leads just by yeah. the fact that they're a winery. Uh, you know it, it that, that vineyard weddings are just so popular and, and so when you
2: say inbound leads though uh, yeah. what do you mean
0: so there's the the property never closed down it's been running you know like okay said, the bank the bank kept it running um you know just very, it was very tenuous right everybody here kind of thought uh, you know it was it was it was it was hard you really felt the weight of people sure. were working here. And, um, so they still were, there were still running weddings and still running banquets. Um, but it, it, you know, there was just nobody behind it, putting it all together. So, I see. so there were 700 inbound wedding leads and they capitalized on 40. So they only, <sighs> they only booked 40. So Josh being already having been in resorts, he said that they were felt like they were crushing it to get, um, I think I want to say it was almost 200 booked. was, was them crushing it. And so we said, if we can even just capitalize on half of that, you know, that number. Mm -hmm. Well, so that is what was basically the, the bottom line of the whole performa is just like, if we can just turn that around, it's almost like that's just baseline easy and everything else, the, the champagne, um, what we're going to do, we have a golf, you know, golf, all those things we can, we're going to grow all of them, but they're almost at this point, according to the performer, they can all be cherries on top that are ready to like the, just take off. Um, okay. but so this is the great part. So we bought the property December 27th and today, what, you know, what are we, six months later, we, um, we've sold over a hundred weddings. And so wow. in six months, and that is incredible. We are just, we're, you know, our performer for this year, we're, we're expected 89. So we've already beat it and it's not been a year. Awesome. And so what's really cool about that is we've got a team, you know, we've got our architects and our designers and our computer guys, and they were able to take architects designs, put them in 3D renderings, like for the, for the, the brides. And so we literally take these, these brides upstairs, we show them these sort of rooms under construction right now. And we show them what Recall it's cowl it a go- little bit, and yeah, then they- <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, let's get into that. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot, right? <laughs> that's another one, right? But uh, and then we show them, we show them what's gonna look like, and and it, it's it's what people want. We and like I said, we do have golf. We had um, we do have other things that uh, well, we had actually we had a woman from um the Knot .com, which is the the leading yes wedding website yeah and she came here and she was giddy she was like this is everything a bride wants right now because it's a three-day event in terms of we've got a we've got you a know, guys can go play golf, we're going to have a spa, we're putting in the hotel, we've got uh, the tasting room, of course, and then we've got this really cool speakeasy, like, prohibition room that that survived, you know, we've got all this great story of, like, Boardwalk Empire guys were all uh-huh. in this room at, this, at one point, and um, so we've got this, like, pre-party and after-party space, so there's just there's a three-day wedding event, and it's just selling. It's just yeah. what people want, and we're at a price point that is just beating. We got a lot of people um, coming from New York City, and, and we we're able to beat that price point from from there. That's great. So, that's great.
1: So Melanie, there there was so many so many nuggets you shared, and as you're talking though, one of my head one of my one of my thoughts comes into my mind when I when I'm hearing people talking about larger projects, is I always I always get worried for women listening or women hearing stories like this, because then they start to say, wow, that's a really huge project. Not, It's not relevant to me though, right? Because I'm working on a single family rehab or I'm working on a, you know, a small multi, this has no relevance to me. But I actually disagree with that because every project, especially a value add project like this is relevant. It's just different scaling. It's a different, it's a different approach, but the the structure of it actually is very similar. So there's a few things I wanted to pull out of what you said to make it relevant, too, for the women listening. Number one was when you started raising money, you start having these investor summits. Now, you have some amazing assets, right? You can serve them dinner. Right. You can them a winery. I mean, I would love to have that, too, to show all our friends. Yeah, us. right, right, yeah, however, right. However, everyone that's starting to work, even if it's one partner, you know, even if you have one partner, you're trying to, you know, really form a partnership. They bring the money. You have the, the legwork. Mm-hmm. Start to do things where you're actually going to these different, you know, you know go have a dinner together. Um, go show them the properties. Do, do the walk. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we're so, what's happening right now, at least my opinion, is we're so into the technology and the videos and we're not doing enough things in person. And mm-hmm. it's hard because someone's in another place in a country. I understand that. But if you can- you know, you, you sharing this, I'm like, I gotta, we gotta be doing more investor summits. You know, Uh, we need to be doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I, I want the woman listening. Where can you, especially if you're raising money or looking to raise money, where can you start doing like a a monthly luncheon where you get together with people in your network, where you start to talk about what you're up to in real estate or better yet, you do an open house at one of your rehabs on a monthly basis. Yeah. Invite them to come to the property. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the wall that we're taking down. This is where we're going to put the appliances. People love that. Obviously, you're doing it on a scale at a different level, right? Yeah, yeah. However, it's the same concept. You're showing... Mm-hmm. What you're doing, and it's, it's it's in the physical. So I just want to encourage the women listening. You don't need a winery to do this. I mean, it'd be awesome. We all need to come there, but that's a side <laughs> note. But you don't need it to do this. You need to just start taking action in your projects and start getting people to see what you're doing. Not just a newsletter, not just video, but like literally in person. And you're inspiring me to like. We got to be doing more of this kind of stuff. You know? Oh, I love uh, it. It's my own favorite business.
0: thing. It's my favorite thing when the, when the investors come to walk them through the property. Yeah. It like I, I just get on fire for it all over again, in the vision, and then they, and then they have great ideas too. I can't tell you how many times I stop. You'd be like, you know, I was at this one winery and they did it, the, and you're like, that's fantastic. You know, you can like you, you get ideas too. You know, it's really, it's my it's my absolute favorite part of the whole process um, is going through going through that. And you know what? There there could not be so many reality TV shows about home home renovations if it yeah. wasn't if it wasn't something we all loved. I mean, of really, course, of course.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, so, you,
1: so you're nine children. We definitely need to speak to, about, ah. because, you know, I, you know, the first time we came down to, to Renault, I, I turned to Matt and I said, what kind of car do they drive? And everybody like, says that. I mean, you know, like, cause that's the first thing you think of It's like, you know, homes I could figure out, but in my head, I'm like, you know, it's like a kind of a stupid question. Cause it's like,
0: you know, like what,
1: it. what kind of car would you drive? And what are you going to come from? Like you know, a spaceship, but anyway, it's cute because we got there and we saw this really big van. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's their car, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. big enterprise type looking van. We actually did get it from enterprise, like, they're they, yeah. it's a great deal if you're looking for big vans, right? Yeah, get them off the road, and so we're like, so we will always be in a big white van because it was probably, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, yeah, we, but we,
1: yeah, but your transition to being a teacher, then taking time to raise your nine children, which is amazing in and of itself. Like seriously, (laughs) I get over all my two children. And then, and now you're transitioning back into like, when your husband said, no, we're doing this, we're doing it. You and I, Yeah. you know, I think that's a common path for women, right? They're, they're, they they are often the ones taking the backseat. No, I'm here to be the caretaker. Mm -hmm. And then something shifts and you're like, no, I want to get back into something. And then through real estate, you know, you're doing this together. So what what did you have to do? Like, what internal work did you have to do, like, mm-hmm. to go from a teacher to full time mom to now partner of a resort? I mean, that's a transition, right? It so, was a
0: transition.
1: What, what internal work? What mindset work? What you know? What did you have to do to move through that?
0: That's a great question. Um, well, it you know what. Yeah, here's some secrets. Um, just joking. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, what was really great. I, I was mentioning before that there's a great friend of mine who's been helping me. She comes over to the house like once a week, and for like probably the last five or six years, she's become like an aunt to my to my kids. She's just sweetest thing. But she has said a few things, you know, kind of like an outsider coming into my my world and me and running the house and getting everybody where they need to go. And she's like, "You need to run a company." And I was like, "What?" And she was like. And it's kind of like you don't realize the skill set that you're building in running a home that size, yes. <laughs> you know, running a home in general. And I just, and, you know, she, like I said, I, 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 never would have occurred to me that I, that I had those skills. I mean, I just kind of, I think one of the biggest skills that I, that we all grow as moms, especially is pivoting, <laughs> you right. know, there's always like right now. Like yeah right now <laughs> <laughs> just like there's constantly like it's not you wake up every day knowing here's what my agenda is but i'm it's not <laughs> it's definitely not going to go this way like every day you could say that right and um so you just like readjust and realign and keep going and and just even like you know i don't know we came up with a system for our kids um uh, systems that's i guess that's another key word is that um running that kind of a household, you have to d- be good at developing systems so that when you take yourself out of that, the system keep <laughs> going. And um, so we've just, you know, and you tweak it every year, even every six months, if it's not working and their kids ages change, but it's kind of like you match the right age kid to the right job. And then we, well, I, I can really dig in, but we, we created this sort of in-house economy system so we have it's like we have oh, these i want to hear about that yeah
1: so please we this,
0: so we have this like we call it casa coin and if the kids hear this podcast are going to be like oh my gosh i can't believe she's talking about that <laughs> my big kids are kind of like they go along with it because there's economic value to them but
1: Casa a, Casa like as in house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we actually called it the token sister for a while, but then when Bitcoin came out, my husband got real creative. He's like, let's call it Casa coin. I'm like, all right, let's go with that. So, um, so yeah, we had this thing where it's basically, you know, we, we've got their chore charts and, and they're each worth like a Casa coin. And then, um, and then we, so we pay them all out and, um, and then there's the things that, that we want to sort of minimize that they do screen time, or, you know, whatever it is, we, um, they have to pay for it. And so they can, re- they self-regulate, you know? Um, and even uh-huh. the other day I was at work and my daughter was like, mom, so, you know, my fortune was like, mom, so, so we want to go to the mall and, um, but I don't have any cash. Can I give you each coin is worth 50 cents. Mom, can I, I have 40 coins. Can I give you 40 coins? And then I take it. And I was like, great, the system's working and I'm not even there. <laughs> this is great. You know, so just things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I think uh, anyway, so I'm getting derailed. But anyhow, no. so so there's things in place. I think as a mom that you that yeah, skill set that you're developing, and then um, but the other thing beyond beyond kids, um, you know, I was thinking in terms of this show being called Invest Her, and it, just in it, how important it is to invest in your in your marriage. And I just think that that you know, Josh has, has been a joke because in the background for years now, he's had different podcasts like these, or just in general, different things on, and we go on these family trips and he's always had them on the background. And he gets the kids listening to him. And, and I just laughed because I said, I didn't ever know that all those things are going in my head subconsciously. I was going to be utilizing one day. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this was on my horizon, but I, I say that because if there's any of your listeners and then they're feeling like they're the one that's more into real estate and their partner kind of is less to kind of gently just sort of in, you know invite them into your world hmm. um, is very powerful because he would take the time he'd hear something and I'd be like, what was, what do they mean by that And he'd turn off the radio he'd turn it off and he'd be like you'd go through an explanation of it and um just really patiently and just kind of like, but it was really just so much onboarding that way, you know, just really kind of getting us all on the same page and what's motivates him. And then it motivated me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And then just, uh, you know, just going through the ups and downs, somebody asked us once, like, why now? Like, why are you guys partners now? Why is this a good time? And I was kind of analyzing that. And I was thinking, you know what? Um, Like I said, it, it just happened this way, but I do think it is the perfect time because we have been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs like we've lost everything before you know we've um back when josh used to was building houses um and he was like the project manager before he got into um the hotel stuff he was building houses at the shore and then 2008 came and and crashed and he was building these expensive second homes so that was that was over and um so then he started his own franchise and we started two companies at once and he liquidated everything to buy this uh, franchise business. Anyhow, we were writing this chapter for this book that's coming out called Don't Quit. And we talked all about how we're laughing about it now, just like how hard that was though for us, because it it, it failed ultimately. Right. And so it was my first time letting go of the safety net. You know, he was letting go of a job, letting go of the benefits, letting go of all that security. And I didn't grow up that way. I did not grow up in a family that was like high risk that way. And so it was so difficult. And then when it failed, it was even Mm -hmm. more like what, you know, like uh, how many times could I have said, I told you so, you know, or like, or, you know, but, but I couldn't like once we, we had this rule, like once, once you make these mutual (laughs) decisions together, you take mutual responsibility at the end. And so I tried to very hard to live by that, but, um, What it taught me, though, is we, you know, eventually to be honest, it's a long story, but eventually that failure ended up leading to his getting into the hotel industry. And so what it taught me, though, is that in the end, ups and downs, up and downs, we're going to get back on our feet and that no matter what, the most important thing is our relationship and like, you know, whether money, this, that, whatever, like, we always say, we can be replaced anywhere, really, and truly, you can be replaced anywhere, but not in your home, you you know, you're my wife, I'm a mother, and that's the only place you really can't, you know what I mean, like, you, it. so, I, um, I guess it's like, um, hmm. I, we, ha, we really feel like, um, it's just crazy, because I laugh now, because that, that decision back then, and he failed, it was like, we were talking, like, maybe that was like 80 grand that we lost, you know, um, And now we're like, yeah, let's, let's do a $5 million hotel. Like, like, but it's kind of like we, I have, so we had so much more peace, confidence, and I think just a stronger marriage. And so going into this, it was like, we're, we know we're going to have ups and downs, but we're always going to land up and we're always going to always no finger pointing. Absolutely not. We're in this as a team, every, every up and down, we're doing it totally together, you know? And so that is um, probably why now, I don't know, now's the best time than ever. <laughs> exactly.
1: I love it. I love it. There's so many things, a lot, a lot of nuggets there, you know, starting with the, you know, the economy, the in-house co- economy that, you know, yeah. I got to start implementing with my little ones. I'm <laughs> dressed it too. We all, oh, yeah. both of us have, have kids under five, so sure, Yeah.
0: we're going to start making making that in place. But what you're I saying about- under five is the best age. They love it. They're like, empty yeah. the dishwasher. And you're like, here's a coin. And they go run and put it in their bank. And then you're like, oh, you want to watch TV? Give me your coin back. And they're like, this is great. I love all this running around. <laughs> That's
1: all they want to do, really. Right. Um, but what you're saying too, about the failures and taking mutual responsibility, you know, we, we, I love talking about, I love, but I, you know, the investing with your spouse and my husband and I are also just, I can connect with a lot of what you're saying sure. Just about, you know, you are going to have ups and downs, you know, and sure. you know, wh- what do you do with them? That's yeah. really the key is that people often look at one another, like you and your husband, you're running this resort and did it did, do. Did, and, and yeah. people look at you guys pile like, wow, they're so lucky. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> they're, they're so lucky. Like they don't even know. And, and no, you right? know, it's just so interesting. And people say to us all the time, like, wow, you, you used to come from, from money. They don't say it like that. Oh, but you, I'm like, you. no, actually. And do you want to know all the things that went wrong? Uh, right. Please, for the next two hours, let's yeah. just talk. Because that's, yeah. I know. Yeah. you know, and I, I don't think about people it. realize like every overnight success took 10 years. I mean, I heard that yeah. once and it rings so true. Because yep. it, really it takes that long yes. to figure it out. And I love what you said about taking mutual responsibility as a couple.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Because there's moments that I just want to say to Matt, I told you. (laughs) And I'm always right, of course, you know, at least 95% of the time. (laughs) But I can't, you know, you're right. When he brings something to me or I bring something to him and we both on board, then it's both of our responsibilities. And I also try to keep to that. I just, I bite my tongue sometimes because I just say it but right. I say, it to, I say it to Andressa and then she's there like,
0: you, you, need a, you need a friend. Need yeah, you a got friend. It.
1: <laughs> So Melanie, um, love what you're saying. We appreciate you so much. Um, you know, for the, for the women listening, you know, your, your resort is in South Jersey for the, for the, you know, kind of, you know, region of where we are in the East coast. And it's a beautiful site. And, and I encourage the folks listening to check it out. But you have actually a, one of these educational events coming up. So why don't you share that a little bit and what, you know, if anyone is interested in attending
0: and learning and checking it yeah. out, they can. Yeah, yeah. We um, So we shifted. We Like I said, we used to do these sort of investor summits, but we shifted now. Now we're calling these and um, we're, we're taking a little bit of a twist on it. It's what um, it's, they're called learn and grow events. The next one is August 24th. Um, and we, we kind of have the same format in terms of, uh, four you show up on property and we'll give you a, a nice, it's an optional tour of all of it, the construction and get to see the, the, the whole property. And then we go into a nice, uh, you know, some, so we go try tasting some of the wine, we go into dinner and then we do sort of just like, a like a, like a learn and grow. Like it says, we kind of get into something really a hot topic in investment world, you know, something that we can all really sink in. We kind of look at it as, as, um, we all need to, um, we all want to learn to grow together but also just keep forming these relationships together and then of course um at the end we like to sort of talk about opportunities that are future opportunities for us that we can all you know if people are interested we can keep going forward so we invite our current investors and any prospective investors or just anybody who's interested in just attending um to uh to come on down and to to have a great night we would love to host it, and we actually we do offer babysitting. So my top big kids will um, take all the kids and they, they do like a whole cute little fun plan. You know, they so got like- That awesome. Whole-
1: the last time we came, I was like, I dropped the kids off. And then as soon as I walked out of the room, someone was standing there with a glass of wine. I was like, <laughs> I nice. can't get any better. You know, <laughs> i like, the night will be complete just with this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. no, was a great. It was a great night. Actually, it was a great. Ev- it was a great event, just to learn and just a fascinating, fascinating place. But um, awesome.
0: Yeah, and we. Uh, so our our. Um, I don't know if you want me to talk about our the website to go to. If, they, if yes, we, yeah. sorry, that, that was my next. Point.
1: No, I'm sure.
0: What to say? No, no, of course. It's um. So we we'd invent our um our company is named Accountable Equity. Um, This is our company that raises the funds and brings opportunities accountable equity. And um, so if you go to accountableequity.com and you can look for the next learn and grow, like I said, it's August 24th. Um, We would love to give your listeners a a discount. Um, We, if they, if they go to that website and in the promo code, they add in uh, the word invest her, it'll be 50% off. If anybody um, from the show wants to come down, we would absolutely love it. Great.
2: And we're going to add all of this information on our show notes, so sure. you don't need to rush right now. Sure. So we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. Yeah. And the first one, Melanie, is what's the most transformational book you have ever read?
0: So, yeah, there, there's. I was thinking in terms of... Um, for josh and i both uh we spent some time in europe we came back and we at the same time did uh, read dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence people and so that was about 13 years ago but that was really transformational and little did we know you know we'd be in the hospitality industry and that would be uh so pivotal you know just that servant leadership looking at things through others perspective um It's just a beautiful book and we actually put it on the car in the car rides. Like I said, we have the kids listening to it and we talk all about it. It's, it's a fantastic. It's just timeless. I feel timeless. Exactly. Perfect. The
2: second question is what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life?
0: So uh, the most powerful thing that we do that I think keeps us the most peaceful and balanced is as a family, we pray together every night. So that is, you know, uh, it's just a non-negotiable. We we might be coming home late from work, and we'll call the kids and put it on speakerphone, and we all say our prayers together. Um, it it is so grounding. It keeps us all the perspective there. What are we all doing? We're a family, and we're all helping each other in this world. You know.
2: Beautiful. The last question is: Which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most?
0: So, I just spoke about this actually to to our team here. Or um, Last week at our, at our, um, I'm sorry, at our uh, culture training, they, we talk about um, hospitality as a ministry and that you're not just feeding the, um, you know, you're feeding a cheeseburger because you want somebody, somebody needs to be fed, but it's also, there's a spiritual element to it that you're, you're really doing it with love. And so we use um, one of my favorite people, Mother Teresa. And um, her story, I kind of shared with everybody and I was all, I was all teary and crying through the whole thing because it's so moving. And just that she, you know, she left her, her order to basically go in the streets with the poorest of the poor. And all she wanted to do was just help them know that they were loved just by being, because they're human beings, just by giving them respect and love. And she ended up attracting other women um, to join her. And then by the time she died, there was like 5,000 sisters now that all they do is is minister to the poorest of the poor. And just to show that, and her one story that just moves me, I'm sorry, I'm going long on this, but one story that just moves me is that there's this you know woman dying in the streets and Mother Teresa just goes over to her and picks her up and just, you know, is holding her. And this woman could just kept saying thank you and thank you. And Mother Teresa is telling this to this reporter. She said, can you believe it? This woman who basically died in my arms. First of all, I was able to, she was die with respect. But secondly, that she, um, she kept telling me thank you. She said she was giving me a gift. And I thought, you know, how incredible that just Mother Teresa had that perspective, that even that woman's thank you yeah. was a gift to her. And um, so, so we talked about that. Mother Teresa's trick in life is she says you know the reporter again asked her like what is it what is it that will you do and she said we just do small things with great love mm. and that was our message last week in our culture training it's you know we're, we change toilet paper we feed people our burgers we clean off their golf clubs these are just small things but we're doing yeah. with great love and all together they send a big message absolutely i always
2: think like how you do one
0: thing is how you
2: do everything yeah so if you do change the toilet in a, in a kind, compassion way and the the care is there. Yes. People see it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, so applicable to, to real estate, you know, because it Mm -hmm. is sometimes mundane things we do in this business, but to do them with love and kindness and care is like, very inspiring. So, Melanie, thank you so much for being on our show. You're so inspiring. You got oh. such a wonderful story. And, uh, you know, when listening, definitely check, check her and her husband out. They're just amazing people and uh, doing great things. So thank you for being on the show.
0: Oh, so much fun. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Andressa. Thank you. I'm envisioning like in Fast Horse Summits at the
2: winery. Yeah, please. We Absolutely. can totally
0: do that. Amen. Love <laughs> <laughs> awesome. it. Thank you so much, Melanie. Okay. Thank you. Bye.
2: If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes.